1: From our motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open
1: now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Peter Grant. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717
3: Good evening and welcome to the programme. Barry, in good form tonight. How are you
4: feeling? Yeah, I've felt better Paul, if i have honestly, honest with you I've got um, a dodgy back again um, But listen, I'll, I'll be fine I'm out the sevens tomorrow Which I'm not too happy about I've been enjoying it the last three weeks So yep. yeah, um, sword back Just need to deal with it. It's one of these things Where when you Retire and you get older, it just these things happen. So yeah. let's get on with
3: grinning and bearing Barry Ferguson, ready for your calls on oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. And the man who's off to the Middle East tomorrow, maybe not far enough away. Some say, <laughs> I'm kidding, Peter Grant. Peter, are you going over to sort out the Man United deal? The Qataris apparently interested. I'll try and find billion. out what I can
5: for you, Paul. Did That's you? <laughs> what I can do, you know, get it back yeah. to
3: go radio right away. Yeah. you'll we'll have it first, first as absolutely. always. Peter Grant, the former Celtic and Scotland star, the former Rangers. And Scotland legend as well Barry Ferguson is with us um, There isn't any one big football headline I would say at the moment We talk about it obviously in the meeting beforehand We're in hours before But Barry, you're saying yep yeah, uh, there is some news coming in You're pointing at something there Yeah, I've just
4: seen I, it I think the Huddersfield uh, have sacked uh, Mark Fotheringham.
3: Yep. Right Yeah, yeah I've just
4: it's just went off the, the sure. TV That's right. at the bottom. And so whoa. the old ticket whoa. tape is coming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've just caught the end yeah. there. I was trying to get your attention. Sure. Well, you but um, you just blanked sure. me. But yeah, um, you're right. I'm no, sure no Mark sure Fotheringham.
3: I used to read the results on the radio at five o'clock, right. And then if I was too slow for the TV, they would go off. And <laughs> I had to make up the last No, I didn't make them up because it was very important. Right, there was no One big story I'll tell you One of the stories I heard it on Go News here Is that the Motherwell Chief Executive It was announced Over a month ago He's leaving Alan Burrows Is going as Chief Exec of Aberdeen That's one of the headlines today We'll talk about that In a moment or two On the day Where Dwight York Who was an amazing player As we all know He wants the Aberdeen job As manager He says If he's the boss He can break The dominance of Celtic And Rangers Not sure what he's smoking But you never know (laughs) I mean Barry Could that ever happen? No, I I can't see it. Unless a a, a rich
4: man comes in and invests hundreds of millions of pounds, which I don't think will happen. I I can never see anybody splitting Rangers or Celtic at this moment in time. It happened when Rangers were down the leagues, of course. Aberdeen were finishing in second. But no, no chance. Listen, I played with York at Blackburn. um, Ah, yeah, of course. Unbelievable player. um, Doing well in management out in Australia. But um, yeah, I think he's on a different
3: planet when he's when he says that. There <laughs> has he spoken to you about it? No, no, no. he hasn't. Um, Peter, the other big story that's been going on, you know, mainly down south, uh, Ange Postacoglu leads looking for a new manager after Jesse Marsh parted company a few days ago. Could you see in any way that Ange would leave Celtic? No, I the think they'll
5: still be looking, Paul, because I don't yeah. think that will happen. Um, The manager's doing a fantastic job at Celtic Of course somewhere along the line He maybe want to work in the Premiership There is no doubt of that I'm sure he's part of the City group If I'm I'm led to believe So if he's part of that They maybe have bigger jobs That's going to come to I'm not saying anything about Leeds Because it's a fantastic club i have been at many of their games And fantastic support But he's got that at Celtic Park. Everyone he needs at Leeds, he's got double that at Celtic Park the support he's got there. Um, The only thing, as I keep saying, is the only thing Celtic have not got is the Premier League. And maybe
3: one day that's what you'll want to try. Barry, we touched on it on Monday evening and you said it. Ali said it after you. You would drive him to the airport if possible. (laughs) But uh, he he has been great for the Scottish game and he's... Lifted, he's transformed Celtic. Yeah, I, I don't mind saying it. I, I,
4: again, I never knew much, and I'm sure Grant is the same about Postecoglou. But he's come over here, um, and he's delivered. He, he's um, good brandy football. His signings have been um, really good. Again, players that we never knew much about. So, yeah, he, he's done a he's done a, a great job at Celtic. No doubt about it. It's great for the Scottish game. But if I, I'm not surprised that he's been linked. Um, yeah but I can't see him. I, he doesn't strike me as the type of character that would leave um, halfway through a season or or, or whatever. I, I think he, if he was going to leave he would wait till uh, the season was uh, was finished or whatever. But listen, I, I did say on Monday I had no problem. Don't know where he lives but I would <laughs> gladly go up and and give him a, a lift wherever he, he
3: wanted to go. It's this time of year, isn't it? It was Brendan Rogers' time. Is that four years ago
4: now? Yeah, but it's, the, the difference is, I think, it's
5: slightly different for Brendan. I'm led to believe there was two misers in for the Leicester job at that particular time, and whoever was willing to take it was going to get it, because if they'd have waited to the summer, it was the other person that was going to get the job instead of Brendan, and I think that's why Brendan jumped ship in the respect of that. That's what I was led to believe. That's the stories you hear. And listen, yeah, again, that, that pool. I know how much Brendan enjoyed Celtic, mm. uh, but at the end of the day, he wanted that premiership. He'd done very well at Liverpool, and people forget that. I think. He done an amazing job at Liverpool, Brendan Rogers. You know, yeah. and people forget that just the way it ended. Nearly won the league for the first time in a long, long time, and i have went on to do that. But I definitely thought he laid the foundation for what's happened in the last few years.
3: And the irony—it was that game, and it was uh, Stephen Gerrard, one of the all-time great Liverpool players, and then goes to Rangers. It's phenomenal the way it worked out, Barry. You would never have realised that. Yeah, crazy on the that way
4: day, it works it? out. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with Grant. I mean, he was one game away if he won yeah, it in the Premier League really? yeah. um, real good Liverpool team played attractive football and it's strange how it happens Brendan Rogers becomes a Celtic manager and Stephen Gerrard who was his captain at Liverpool uh, as a manager at Rangers yeah, and yeah. They had a few battles on the, the sidelines um, but in terms of positive call glue I can't see it happening any soon <laughs>
3: What about Rangers? What's the news on Alfredo Morelos? We've all heard today he's rejected a big-money interest from the Turkish side, Konya Spor. We talked about it last night. The Rangers striker hasn't ruled out sending a new long-term contract. Barry, what do you think?
4: Well, you, you asked me on Monday night about it. Um, I, I couldn't see it happening unless it was a ridiculous offer. He's only got three-stroke, f- four-month left in his contract. If somebody was coming in and off a few million quid, I'm sure... Um, Rangers would have done business if, if it didn't look like he was going to sign but I, I couldn't see it happening Listen, he's come into a bit of form no doubt about it he's improved um, we're still going on about his fitness and we're in the, the second yeah. week of February but certainly under Michael Beale he's, he's shown at least a, a willingness to work even harder and he scored um, important goals I thought last Wednesday was the best I've seen him in a long time but listen it's no use doing it one game you've got to do it On a regular basis, Um, and I'm sure Michael Beale will be hoping that this wasn't going to happen. Now he's here until the end of the season. We just need to wait and see what's going to um, happen in terms of whether he's going to stay at Rangers or whether he's going to go. I honestly don't know Paul, uh, in my opinion. I'm kind of baffled with him at at times. I do like him, I really like him as a player. I think there's a, a real top striker in there, but in terms of him staying at Rangers, I don't know. If you ask me about Ryan Kent, I think yes. there's mm. a real chance that he could stay. Okay. But in terms of Morelos, I'm still unsure. Peter? Cash in. Cash it. Cash in. If, if you if you're getting offered money, money there.
5: if you're getting offered money, you know, I wouldn't be giving him a new contract. Not for the way he's carried on. What are you going to play the last four months of the season. Sorry, that's not enough. When you're playing at clubs that's supposed to be challenging and trying to win things and the way he went on with the last manager, which was Disgraceful, not the manager, his players, his supporters, how you let them down. So all of a sudden, you think two or three good games offers you that. And I said to you before, I said, that's my concern come the end of the season. Bangs a few goals in, you get sucked in again, thinking, well, that he's changed, he's turned the corner because he works really well with the manager. You give him a longer term contract, and maybe he started next season again, we're saying, well, he's had a great good summer, mm. you know, and he's done it too often. He's done it too often And as they say The Leopard never changes his spots And I'm all for giving guys Another chance But he
4: said so many chances So many chances
3: Even though Rangers don't have Other options at the moment Not really Cholak's back there I, but th- they,
4: I they, think they, I think yeah. he's the best striker At the club yep. but I, Look Cholak scored goals No doubt about it But I don't think he Is anywhere near as good As Morelos Only problem I've got is Granted I'll tell you He's been a, an ex-manager Good strikers just don't Grow on trees yep. You know what I mean They're hard to find Um and I'm sure Michael Beale. It's one of the ones he will be looking at it closely. Um, but my worry is, when he does go, it's who you you get in. are you going to get somebody in a free transfer? I think if you want to get a top striker, you need to pay big money. For me, so that's, but, but I think that's wages wise,
5: you probably you'll know better than me. But they'll be paying them good money.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So the money that Rangers can afford to get a, a striker for the Scottish game, I'm not talking about the Premier League in England. You know, Celtic have proven it the strikers that they've ended up getting so let's not be disrespectful that they are there and Michael knows a lot of the English game and who's going to be out the door at certain clubs and the attraction to the Rangers football club is still massive and that's what I'm saying it's probably Morelos and that would realise once they're not there how big a club they're at and the respect that and why they should have gave it more so that people are singing his names and putting him up there with the McCoys but he's not in the same league as far as I'm concerned you know, but that's what, if he wanted to keep scoring goals week in, week out, because that's what you have to do when you're a Rangers striker or a Celtic striker. You have to be affecting the game week in, week out. There's no getting away from that, and he hasn't. And in the biggest game was the Champions League qualification, and he wasn't available for it. For me, it's totally unacceptable, and I would never
4: accept that.
3: Could he have been in the same league as Ali McCoist?
4: Uh, he's not in the same league as Coist, he's in Mark Kay, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you, you need to go and. Play for a number of years in a consistent level, um, and he's unfortunately not done that. Mm. But listen, for me, the now if, if you're telling me who's the best striker at Rangers yeah. at this moment in time, it's Morelos he, he would be my number one pick over Sholak and K Madriff.
3: There's a cup final coming in what, plays, eighteen days. Play. Yeah, Peter, that is the thing. If you were the owner of Rangers, you'd be saying keep him just now.
5: Ah, but he's been he's been fortunate. You know, because of the roof situation, he's been fortunate. Yeah, sure. Because of the Cholak, because let's be honest, Cholak and I, I sort of disagree with Barry. We, but I think if he'd been given the same amount of chances, I'm not saying he's as good a finisher. I've not seen that much of him. But was it nine goals or something? He scored in so many games at the start and was picking up mm-hmm. a few injuries and he was carrying the weight off. Alfred Morello's not been available because everybody was saying oh he's not Alfred Morello's and whatever so he would play under that pressure and he'd done that exceptionally well and I definitely think there's a player there with Cholak if he's given the same opportunities that he had, and it'd be interesting to see him playing with a Kent and a can'twell well and all that behind him sliding the balls through because he does want to run beyond you and I'm still not sure Morello wants to run away from you he's more of a finisher in the box whereas Cholak's wanting to make that run beyond you
3: and I still think he would score goals if he was available Barry in your chair last night was Lauren Shanklin second top scorer in the country and he's the kind of player that you were saying I'm surprised that Rangers or maybe Celtic as well they've now, Celtic have now got O oh, but they didn't go for him or they didn't go for Kevin Nisbon I think you've got a to- stand up and take notice of the goals that Shanklin
4: yeah. scored and Kevin Nisbet uh, scored over the, the last few months. I mean, I think you'd be crazy if you you wouldn't um, think about it. Look, it, it never happened. Um, Kevin Nisbet was nearly away, mm. decided to stay. Good for us up here in uh, the Scottish football that Kevin Nisbet's mm. decided to stay, but I, I can't see him staying over the summer. And Shanklin's the same. Listen, they're hard to find goal scorers. Um, and I think both of them have improved so much over the this season um, I think Shankland as I said I think he's um, I just love the story both of them are pretty similar going down in the lower league scoring goals coming through into the championship into the Premier League and they're they're doing it at the, the highest level in Scotland and as I said they're two
3: players that I rate really highly overnight sensation after about 10 years because remember he went from Queen's Park went to Aberdeen and he was on loan everywhere it didn't work out for him yeah
4: I think and then it kicked off at your United yeah. where mm-hmm. where you um, scored plenty of goals get promotion and then obviously moved on to Dundee United and yep. just continued that and uh, Kevin Nisbet's the same Get let go at Partick Thistle and yep. we went down to League 1 with Throvers Rovers Dunfermline then Hibs mm-hmm. I, I love seeing that because that, that shows you young players that don't give in if you get let go by the the Premier League clubs stick in, work even harder sure. and look what these two
3: boys have done over the, the past few seasons. Kevin bit is the player, the cinch player of the month for January. So, Peter, what about Lauren Shanklin? No, I really like him. Yeah.
5: I've, I've always liked him because he's a goal scorer. He can out the game. It was a bit like we were talking about Ali McCoys in the respect yeah. of that. McCoystown is very much like that. You knew if it was 0-0 and Rangers 1-1-0, we always knew it was McCoyster had scored. That was the way it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? And that's... That's the type of striker you want in your team and these guys would score goals for a Celtic or Rangers because they create the most chances so they would get more opportunities uh, to score goals and I think their qualities have, have got stronger and stronger Listen, you learn the game while you're playing it at times and that's why we say there's so many guys standing at the side These guys have went and kept playing and it's that consistency, playing all the time and getting goals and getting that confidence they know where the backing it is and to be fair it's the 9-1 injury had his body strength looks completely different now his body shape looks completely different now as if he's, uh, there's a lot of work went into him away from it he's probably realised you know maybe at the start of his career he wastes a little bit of time now he realises that football is such a short life and it changes very very quickly and he's getting his just rewards it's just a pity that he's picked up the, the slight injury he's got at this moment but thoroughly deserved
4: I look at the transfer fee that was banded about one mm. and a half million plus add-ons I think why would you not take that opportunity yeah. mm-hmm. to sign A Kevin Nisbet or or Shanklin Shanklin was different because there wasn't any rumours really about him Mm. but in terms of Kevin Nisbet I'm granted he's come back he's strong he's more physical His games he's obviously worked hard no doubt about it in the gym and he's quite come back and
3: worked hard on the training ground and improved big time Given us, but hoping to be fit and ready for maybe the Scotland squad. But surely the same for Lauren Shanklin, who is fit and ready. Uh, Maybe for Scotland, because Ross Stewart's out and Lyndon Dykes as well at the moment. So in the next few weeks, we've got the games, haven't we, Um, in March against Spain and Cyprus. Be good to see them in the squad. I would expect them to be. I don't yep. know what Grant I, I would fully expect both of them because
4: of the number of goals they've, they've scored and their, their level of performances over the last few months. I would fully expect them to be in Stevie Clark's. No, um, different sport. types of players
5: and, as well. They're yeah, different right. types of goal scorers. You know what I mean? I, I think they give you something different. The, the, um, I'm not sure if Lawrence has been in the squad before. Obviously, yeah. you know. But you're looking at it and thinking, well, these guys, they're not going to diminish the, the, the quality because they're getting in there on a high, full of confidence with the goals that they're scoring. It's so not a Celtic or a Rangers, if you understand, what so it's the amount of goals of scores great credit to them.
3: Talking football with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We're on till 7.0808.17.17.700 17, and uh, you can join the conversation on the socials at Golf Football Show. Uh, Peter Barry Tomoki Iwata, he's been speaking and saying he accepts he has to raise his game to compete with Callum McGregor uh, there's, a, there's a, a conundrum for somebody he's not had much chance to do it yet so what do you feel about that he admits he regards the Hoops captain as being on a far higher level than himself well
5: I must admit I've been at the games live and I've watched these and sometimes when you're at a game you, you obviously see it completely different yeah. and I've watched them closely And he makes so much time for himself to receive possession. He does it exceptionally well. He just backs off the game. He ends up with five, six, seven, eight yards of space. And Barry knows that as a midfield player. You know, it's very difficult to mark when somebody's dropping off you all the time. I've never seen him giving the ball away yet. Um, And then the the wee things I think to myself, I see I get an eye for the ball. He passes forward very quickly. He's very strong physical, you know. He's definitely a player. There is no doubt of that. you're all of a sudden saying look at Callum who plays 60 games a season but what it does allow you if you want to move Callum that one up to create that little bit more chances further up the pitch again it gives you that balance which has Moyes done actually because Moyes went up there from playing the deeper one when Callum and that were out he looks a completely different player because he's fitter and he's playing higher up the pitch he's getting his goals and I just look at a lot and I think there's a right good player there who understands the game but more importantly he's always available in that role in receiving possession and that's that's the trick in that position he's very very good at it
3: Barry the water?
4: Yeah well for what I've seen of him he does he looks like a tidy football player but what he says there he needs to be on a higher level you look at the three that are playing with Celtic yeah. just now obviously Callum McGregor who I think I don't care what anybody says he's by far Celtic's most important player and then you've got beside him Hitati and Moy. Uh, three of them are, are um, playing at the the peak of their game. Let's be honest. So he's got, he's got a fair bit of what to do to try and oust them. But the three players are players. Look, I don't care if they play with Celtic. They're players that I enjoy watching. They're, they're good, real good football players, good technicians. And the the thing I like about them is they work really hard as well.
5: And you look at the two guys you've missed out there as O'Reilly and Turnbull. Yep, I know. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, yeah. so you're missing the two guys out there. So you're talking about five, six players in there fighting for that position. And which, which we've said from the start of the season, probably that's why Celtic are slightly different. You look at their bench, and it's nearly a Premier League team that could win the league, you know, because of the quality they have, you know, because they do have another team on there. And that's why I think that what the manager's built there is this competitive spirit on the training ground because I can imagine that training ground Barry will tell you that having a training ground like that where every day you're playing against quality and you have to show your quality day in day out against better players it's only going to make you a better player and then when you get your opportunities you have to be ready because to be fair to the manager it doesn't change it that often you start line up you Know there must be something slightly different, probably. Maybe the two wide players get changed, but the midfield and that very, very rarely does that get changed to
3: partway through the game. Barry is on the breaking news desk, and one of your old teammates has gone from Huddersfield now as well. Yeah, uh, Kenny Miller, and, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I just seen that he's <laughs> left
4: alongside Mark Foringham. I think he was only down there a, a couple of months. Um, again, you know what it's like down in England, but I mean, if you, you go through a, a bad run of games or results, um, you're out the door as as uh, quickly as you come in Um, so yeah you never like seeing people lose their jobs especially Scotsmen who go down to England Um, listen I'm I'm sure in time both of them will get another opportunity
3: Cup weekend coming up as well we're going to talk about that next
2: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday the 30th of March, featuring Celtic and Wales legend John Hartson.
4: You know, I got a lot of goals. Uh, I played in a magnificent side, and it's a very special club. And uh, you know, I'm very honoured and privileged to have uh, to have won the
2: hoops. Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and John Hartson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets. are are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk The Go Radio football show unfiltered, live at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday 30th of March
6: Let's go Joe
3: go, 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 go. Polkney with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant 0808 08, 17 17 700 it's the Scottish Cup this weekend kicks off in Friday evening, Barry with the uh, Hamilton, your uh, hometown club up against Hearts. could there be a shock? you never know they've picked up the last couple of weeks we spoke
4: about it a few weeks back Paul and I was worried about the old Dakis, um sitting bottom in the championship but they've picked up a few points good result last night in the Challenge Cup um, that's him in the final to beat Queen of the South after, after extra time 2-1 so yep listen hopefully there's a big crowd at, at New Douglas Park um, but it'll be hard because listen I, I think hearts are in, in fine form Robbie's just got manager of the month um, so it's a big ask for for home, but I'm sure they'll give it a, a good shot Any chance that the surface will make a
3: difference, Peter? Well,
5: Robbie will make it that way anyway He <laughs> does yeah. like playing it If he loses on it, he'll always blame yeah. the surface yeah. um, He's one of their ones But no, I'm delighted for John Rankin Because mm-hmm. he's done a lot of criticism He's a lot, very young side You know, he's got there So he's picked up a few results When it's been important for him So really, really pleased for him But I'll be a tough-ass Cats have done exceptionally well And good to see one of the young boys Who put a line with Moritz And Matt O'Reilly mm-hmm. Stephen Humphreys. Scoring the goal he did At the weekend You know So I coached Stephen there uh, Did
3: you coach him that? Yeah I used to say that yeah. to him here All
5: the time But there was no doubt About his abilities. <laughs> I said to you there was, He was a fantastic finisher Great feet Can go either way Um so, he's in a rich vein of form at this moment in time. So, they'll, be, they'll do well to keep him quiet, never mind Lauren Shanglin.
3: What did you think of the goal itself? How good and the many goals you've seen over the years?
5: A, a fantastic goal. But he's more than capable out, like Paul. I mean, I've seen him, but as I say, either foot. My, my biggest problem was it was getting in Stephen's head in the respect of that because there was no doubt he had the talent. You know, very powerful, quick. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things you want to be in a striker. And love finishing, you know. For me... I'm hoping this is the one that's came to hearts and this is the place he's finding because there's no doubt he has the talent and the ability to play at a good level. There is absolutely no doubt of
3: that. And Barry, the breaking news that you've been bringing us all evening um, about Robbie Nielsen, Manager of the Month. What a job he's done. Does he know you're not playing tomorrow at the Sevens? Does he yeah, know you're yeah out, you know, they all know now. So. Right. <laughs> We've told him. What, what would you say about
4: Robbie? Uh, well, if you think back to last year, I think it was Broader Rangers... Uh-huh. Um people were calling for his head and budging and the board stuck behind him and just look at the, the, the job he's he's done, got them into Europe for the first time in a long time. Albeit Europe wasn't a brilliant experience in terms of results for them. Um but listen to Get Hearts in Europe and for me they're the third best team, there's no doubt. I think he's building a real strong squad and for me I think probably the two up there with the two most important or even best players, Halkett and Boyce they're missing as well and you just look at the squad that he's, he's building there um, and I'm sure he'll add more in the summer I, I think he's done a, a fantastic job and for me they're the third best team by a country mile Peter would you disagree third force? Absolutely
5: I think there's no doubt of that you know yeah. because I think the we all thought Aberdeen with what Jim had put together you know we didn't know the players and I think you're always conscious of that people think money that's spent is always enough it's the quality you bring in how they adapt to the league and Robbie knows what his team he's built his team Round the way he had a a picture in his mind what he wanted to do And he's added the pieces to that And the boys have done remarkable as Barry says Certain players have been out But certain boys have come straight back in You wouldn't even know they are missing And that's great credit to him, what he's
4: built there And Craig Gordon as well, forgot about him Of course, he's out How important is Craig Gordon? Um, So even with missing the important players through long term injuries I think they've handled the situation really well Xander Clark doing well for you because we need him for oh, Scotland potentially. I mean, uh, it was yeah. a worry like, when you look in the summer you think he's still not got a club then. Yeah. For me every time I watch St Johnson Alexander um, definitely produced the, the goods but listen he's got an opportunity unfortunately it's through an injury to Craig Gordon now obviously that affects the national team
3: as well but listen I think he's come in and he, he's, done, he, he's done pretty well. Here's Jim, a Celtic fan who's dialed oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. 17 17
6: 700 Hi Jim. Even ball but you know,
3: Hi, Jim, how are you?
6: All good, thanks, right, all good. Good. I it's about the corner, it was a, the signing. Uh, do you think they signed Alata for the European? Because I thought as the game went on, they were getting a bit overrun in the midfield. He's a deeper kind of player, I can gather. At uh, the same the game at Ibrox as well, I think as the game went on, they were getting a bit overrun in the midfield. Just used to see your thoughts, boys...
5: No, that's a fair point. I could see him and Callum playing together. There's no doubt of that, Um, Jim. I think that's very well spotted. I was thinking that myself when I was watching the game last week. It was maybe a part of the game that the manager was maybe going to sit that way the only thing it was questionable was the fact that Ange never really changed in any of the games the European games sometimes he went with two sitters he likes to sit with that one especially in the Scottish game but I agree with you in the European games I think he could play with the two in there that sort of natural right foot and a natural left foot which gives you that balance both of them are very very comfortable in possession and you can't leave that big hole in the middle of the pitch and I think in a couple of games when we were attacking we looked a little bit vulnerable to that And against the better sides and I think that cost us as I say, I think Matt gave a uh, made the wrong choice in one of the games after a free kick, where he was left exposed in the middle of the pitch himself. And I think that maybe what the managers looking at it and think, well, if we play certain games, we're not dropping the quality. We're keeping the quality on the pitch, but we're probably playing slightly different differently, playing two sets. So no, I think you're. I think you could be right there that's
3: what he's probably looking at Barry the player himself uh, has said my strengths are, as a holding midfielder are tackling and breaking up the moves but in this Celtic team you need to have something extra Callum is the heart of the team and the captain I think the bar is set very high for me to be able to compete but I have my own way of developing even if I don't play in as many games there are things I can learn from him in training
4: that's what you want to hear. He's mm. he's wanting to come and he, he's wanting to learn. And listen, I, I think there's no better central midfielder to learn the position that Callum plays for Celtic. But I agree, watching Celtic, the one that springs to mind is Leipzig in the Champions League. When I watched it, it was only Callum. It was sitting there yes. with the, the two centre backs and they countered on them. And I think maybe Post Postacoglu is maybe thinking, right, do you know what? I, I do maybe need to change for that one to two holders when I go away from home because I think it, it makes you more solid because you're coming up against remember you're coming up against better sure. quality opposition and even at home sometimes to start off with two holders we we'd done that quite a lot under Dick Advocat and Al uh, like McLeish we used to start with the two certainly at home but then we would change to the one and two but away from home we always went with two number six if you want to say it that way yep. to be more solid and, and let the other guys go and break um, so you don't get hit in the counter and watching Celtic in the Champions League no doubt really good going forward but they were always open to get attacked on uh, certainly away from home So
3: Jim they're both agreeing with you are you available for the Aberdeen job?
6: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no but I think uh, it's
3: a very good point
5: Jim and Barry's made the point there I think the pace you get in the high level of European Champions League level. You, you see, Callum made one error and he ended up getting his injury through, actually, if you remember. He tried to recover That's
6: right, yeah. because he was the
5: only one that was in yeah. the middle of the pitch. And you get... the, the game
6: was going on, Peter, It was like they were, they were losing legs.
5: Yes. It? Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. And a great I, point. I, I, it? No, it's yeah. very good. Very good. And the, the, I've been really impressed with him when I've seen him. He has that balance in there. And I, I don't get me wrong, Atati and Matt and Moyna have done fantastically well. But, the boy Awata is definitely slightly different. He's more like a calm who likes to get there and make sure he breaks things up. He sees the pictures early, so the ball's always coming back to him. And I was really, I, to be fair, the couple of games I've seen him at, I've been really impressed with him and definitely could do that role, like you're saying. And I think that's what the manager will be looking at.
4: I look at players like that. he's a protector, he protects, um, stops balls getting into centre forward's feet, and he allows other players to go and attack. And I, I think sometimes, certainly away from home when you're playing at the highest level, I do think you need two holding midfielders to make you more solid and
3: compact. Jim, what else are you thinking? Oh no, I'm
6: just agreeing there, lads. I thought was my point. It was just I've eyebrows because I've been doing with somebody like that in the second so half.
5: Yeah, no, I agree with you sometimes managers do that but I think Andrew's philosophy is, is try and keep the forwards on and stop the ball getting played out to keep to keep that pressure know. isn't it you look at it and you think to yourself yeah. keep the pressure on the back line don't give them easy passes forward sometimes you need to drop an extra one in the players not the manager sometimes you need to put a defensive player on the players already think oh, the manager's quite happy to sit where we are at this moment in time but if you put another attacker on the players still feel galvanised that they think they've still got to keep trying to win the game so there's different reasons why managers Make substitutions, but I agree with you in certain games that it's something he may have to look at in the big games if he wants to change the results. No,
6: I know that, I know that, that. no, it's just I think he's selling all that, and I think that
3: was the reason behind the signing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, I agree, I think that's exactly what he's done it for. I'm just thinking we've got a piece of him from Sunday saying, Yeah, there's more to come. Yeah, look, um, there's more to come from all of them. You know, um, there's no
7: kind of uh, reasoning for them to, to stay where they are or, or to be content with what they've done so far. Um, all of them should improve, want to improve. And my role is to make sure they do. And uh, yeah, Aaron was great again today. But you know, I
3: thought uh, there was a few that you know, really put in a strong performance, considering it's been you know three games in a week. Jim, as a Celtic fan, have you got any worries that he might head down to Elland Road? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he would do that. Listen, I'm, I'm
5: not entirely sure.
6: But it just
0: doesn't seem the type. Know what I mean?
5: Yeah. I think everyone feels that here. That well, uh, definitely. I think. Yeah. I think if, if think he was going to do it at any time, I think Ange is sort of one. it to be an end of season one. You know, because clubs would be still wanting it at the end of the season, whether it's a now or whatever. And say which season? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But as I say, yeah. it, it, everything he's getting. And everything he wants, he's getting at Celtic Park at this moment. Whether that's for the supporters, the club, you know, the players, because the players are doing the exact same as well for him. The manager can put you on the pitch and tell you what he wants, but they're doing that week in, week out. So it's very, very difficult to build that elsewhere. And I tell you, sometimes you've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. you know what, uh, you, what you wish for uh, absolutely yeah. because he's it, been fantastic and as I say the only thing I could see him moving away from himself obviously finance in years to come of course but the biggest thing is the premiership where most managers have always wanted to work Barry what are you thinking
4: about Ange <laughs> you're going to come <laughs> yeah. in. no it doesn't yeah. strike me as a, a, a man who would dwell, yeah <laughs> I, would, I would take him um, I'll even
3: leave halfway oh, through this show wait a minute him. Peter's just taking his car keys seriously <laughs> Peter Grant has no, taken he doesn't strike
4: me as a, a man who would I, I think if he's going to leave it would be the end of the season um, but listen we, we, we don't know but if you're asking my honest opinion
3: I think he's here for um, the long term not the short term and the cup final I know we've got the cup uh, this weekend via play let's hope it's not a VAR cup final um, yeah. you know when it comes the Via play Cup final what the 26th of February are you getting excited for it already Jim? Aye I, the I, I, listen I, I can't call it honestly I'll be
6: honest with these guys I can't call it I think it'll be close but I think if they like, play their best they'll just have enough to beat Rangers in a day but they're far enough to be able to go over absolutely
3: that's for sure it's going to be some game Barry isn't it thanks Jim that was
4: a really thanks, good Jim. call
3: thank you
6: yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm
3: looking forward to it I mean they've been
4: unbeaten since the World Cup break mm-hmm. um, They've only dropped two points each yep. Domestically Both of them have won a Cup semi-final mm-hmm. I think they'll win the Scottish Cup game at the weekend I think the, yeah. the league game before the, the Viaplay Cup final I think both of them will win that So I think we're in for a right ding-dong a a game mm-hmm. uh, And hopefully the surface is going to be like a bowling green and I think both of them will go hammer and tong at it I think they'll go for each other and I think it'll be um, a proper cup final and that's what you want to see we could take it to darvo couldn't
3: we? <laughs> I said that <laughs> last yeah, night perfect exactly. pitch yeah. perfect pitch that's what we could take yeah. you know we said that last night Peter it was some pitch there that's wasn't sure. on sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a steady yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we were talking about it last night it's going to be it's going to be like a cup final isn't it? it will be amazing <laughs> no yeah. absolutely listen
5: You've got to give Rangers credit. You know, you've got to keep winning. You've got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. We've always said that. As I said to you, I always felt Celtic would win the league and I, I, yes. nothing changes that. You know, the, the distances still stayed the same. So, but you've got to give them credit. He's got their, their belief within the group. And we said that once you get certain players back, they would look stronger at the back. They've done that. They've stiffened up the middle of the field. They've brought players in who've... Made the group better, which we always mm. said that about signings. You have to bring players in; it's going to galvanise a group. We said that, but Cantwell and all that. We mm. say, okay, there's question marks on certain things, and I've spoken about Morellas. What you further, you know what my thoughts are on him, but he scored goals in this period of time, and yeah. he's been asked. Mm-hmm. You
3: know, and that that's very very important. We're I'm going to ask you about Cantwell after the break because you know him well from your time at Norwich City, and he's made a good start. Barry, what are you thinking? Yeah, you, no, I, think, yeah. I was
4: impressed with him on yeah. uh, Saturday. Um, People are talking it,
3: about him, aren't they? The Rangers fans,
4: yeah, like like Last see? week, yeah. I mean, his, his debut against. Um, who, who was his debut again? I can't even think last Saturday. Um, was nice shocking. United. No, was it St Johnson? Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was 2 0 against St Johnson. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Mine just yeah. went no, no. blank there. So many uh, games. He, he did okay, yeah. but it's always in yeah. your debut, you know what I mean? Sometimes that happens. I thought, come on against Hearts really well, mm. uh, played really well. I thought he looked really sharp at the weekend um, he looked apart always oh, was on the half turn could go left or right so yep he, he's definitely um, in, impressed me but listen time will tell you need to do that on a regular regular basis um, but no doubt that he's got the ability I mean granted he did say that that he's technically you can tell he's a, a right good player Um And he looks the the type of player that the Rangers fans will get excited
3: about. We asked earlier, does anyone agree with Dwight York that if he's the manager of Aberdeen, then he could, you know, break the dominance of Rangers and Celtic? Nobody agrees. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. How many managers said that? Exactly. It's like (laughs) Eurovision Song Contest, no votes for the UK.
1: The
2: Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at Odeon More Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March. Featuring Rangers and Scotland legend, Barry Ferguson.
4: They knew as soon as that game finished, when I come in that dressing room, I would do anything for them, but on that pitch, if somebody's not doing it right, mm-hmm. they've got to be told, you've got to drive them on to make sure they hit their standards.
2: Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk. The Go Radio football show, unfiltered, live at Moore Glass. Let's go on Thursday the 9th of March.
3: Let's go! Go go, 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 go. Go Radio Football Show, it's the Wednesday evening edition, the middle of the week. Peter Grant is here, he's off to the Middle East tomorrow. And Barry Ferguson is with us as well. Let's go on the lines and it's Peter who's on the line. Peter, good evening.
7: How are we doing, all right guys? Good, Good, good thanks,
3: you Okay. Yeah, I'm fine thanks. I was heading home for the work, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Peter, what's your... Paul doesn't work, Peter, you know, you'll notice that. Thank you, no, I know. <laughs> Best job in the, in the world. <laughs> Working with these two. Uh, Peter, what are you uh, thinking? Uh, yeah.
7: It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's just, obviously, we I mean, have obviously recent a couple of days, obviously, say, Dan's poster to is obviously, on a three-man shot list. The thing is 32 now, isn't it? But, yeah. we are obviously the least job yeah. in... It kinda uh, took me back to obviously the summer there was talks and that uh, maybe Celtic are maybe going to tie Ange down to a longer deal and just me all probably hoping now that was the case. But I really do, don't think he would go there now but I was just thinking I think it's maybe time to try and do that or is Celtic maybe not looking to do the same as they've done with Rogers because there isn't really a backroom team there and he's only He'd maybe just go himself with his league's job because obviously he came to Celtic and he's owned it. He didn't bring a backroom
5: team and he actually inherited one. who we'll just really see what
3: the guy's spot on that. Well, first yeah. of all, Peter, you don't think that he's going to go? No, I don't yep. think he'll yeah. go.
5: But you know yourself, Peter, contracts for managers mean nothing now. I mean, people say it's a one year roll and that means he gets a year's money if he gets sacked, you know, or the club that come in for him. I've got to pay his year's salary to get him out of his contract. So it doesn't matter if he signed a 10 year contract. I think. He loves it so much. The fans of obviously love him, you know, with the success he's had and the way he goes about his business. I think he's been fantastic for the game up here, the way he talks about the game, the way he talks to the press. It's not your usual drivel you hear from managers like myself and that, you know, the same answers all the time. You know, he goes on and speaks very, very well. And he's been very, very positive in in everything he's done, considering the way it started for him. And I think that's the way he handled that pressure very well, because we were obviously talking about Eddie at first, then it was about three out of the first six games it was lost. And he's done remarkable. And the signings he's had have all been successful. There's one or two obviously not played. But apart from that, he's not done much wrong. But I can't see him... You know, unless it's—I genuinely think—if there's somebody in the top six, then you think, oh, maybe a chance. And Leeds, Leeds are a massive club, you know, but half the size of Celtic in that respect. You know what I mean? But you talk talk about the six club, top six club, with the money they have. I'm not sure if that's what excites them. I think it may be something that is going to galvanise his career again where you see him at Celtic Park the way he goes after the final whistle when the team won lose or draw the way he is with the supporters the answers he gives the way the players respond week in week out which they've done consistently second man has been fantastic I think if he was bored and gets bored at winning which not many people do then he'd maybe look at it that way but as I said, the only thing, a problem I see in the future is the Premier League for them is always a call for them, but I don't see a club like Leeds. I think it'd be somebody in the top six.
3: And also at Leeds, he's not going to get near the Champions League, which probably, Barry, he's into in August.
4: Yeah, as a manager, he wants to manage at the highest level and he's got an opportunity to do that at Celtic. I can't see him leaving, if I'm being honest with you. I think he's building, he's here for the long long term. He's wanting to build um, something at Celtic. And look, I'm the hierarchy at Celtic considering the job he's done in just over 18 months you would be wanting to sit down and and discuss um, a contract because you see how he's um, appreciated by the Celtic fans granted he made a good point every time you watch him after the game the team are walking round about and Ange is obviously yeah. at the back of him banging his, banging his chest and giving right. it all sorts yeah. so he's enjoying it so that tells me that he's in a happy place and why move if you're um, if you're enjoying yourself. Or you show us what
3: he does and we'll put it on social media. <laughs> Maybe not this
5: time. He can't bang his Celtic badge, Barry, can he? No, I'm no.
3: Just, yeah. <laughs> You still get his car keys? Just nothing. in case he drives I've and. have just his tyre. Listen, you've
4: got to be respectful of yeah. the fact of is that no matter if you're Rangers are Celtic, you've got to be honest and, and say the job he's done. Yeah. Well, he I think, has him, Gio, fantastic I think job. him
5: and Gio were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And to, I mean, the way the respect no, they had sure. for both clubs. Yeah. You know, right? Even because Gio was going through a difficult time and Ange spoke very highly of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that that respect, you know, was fantastic. You know, because it's a difficult job being a manager of the Celtic and the Rangers, isn't it, anyway? You know, it's difficult enough being a player. I can only be 10 times that being the manager because of the weight that is on your shoulders constantly. And I think, as I say, he's done that remarkably well. But he's one of these guys I think for what he's done no matter when he decides to go he will know it's probably the right time for him and for the club. I don't think Andrew's the sort of one that'll wait till he burns himself out. I think he'll be one of these ones and say right guys I've done enough here it's time for me to move on and that, that is not just now. He won't do that just now but I do think in the future i 'd definitely see him get into the top six or something in England or he maybe want to go abroad like Spain or something like that, and try himself there because he seems to be that type of character who went all over the world to
3: learn new life really yeah. you know, and it wouldn't surprise me if he'd done that as well if he we went to somewhere like Spain and you were both local boys you are local boys you wanted to play for Celtic Barry you wanted to play for Rangers you had a chance to go to Man United you wanted to stay at Rangers it's different for Ange Postecoglou, but you can hear that relationship he's got with the fans and the club just now it's in a really good place I, and, I think in terms of Postecoglou, I think he knew Celtic was a massive club but yeah. once he actually
4: manage here and you obviously have a bit of success. Then he's probably thinking to myself, I mean, "Can I get much better mm-hmm. than this?" The only difference would be money, yeah. financially mm-hmm. in terms of a contract. Sure. I mean, if you go down south, the money on show down there for a, a manager's ridiculous. I mean, it would um, Celtic couldn't compete with that. But it just strikes me as a open and honest guy. He looks to me if he's in a, a happy place. Is that a good thing for Rangers? <laughs> No really because uh, he's done a brilliant job but listen he, he has done a, a, a fantastic job and the thing that's impressed me is how he's rebuilt them and quickly got them all gelled together Yes, the amount of players he had to bring in what was it 14, 15 players yes. mm-hmm. and again it's the recruitment players that I never knew anything about mm-hmm. that have certainly impressed me in terms of your Kyogos your Maedas your Hitatis. Matt O'Reilly's, guys like that, you never knew anything about that have come in. And, and plus the Taylors who have responded. Are so yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. players are ready there, yeah, yeah. better. Um, Joe so Hart.
3: Yeah. I'm sure the, the Celtic fans will be desperate for him to, to stay. Jim, when the title is sorted, will your thoughts start to go to Europe? Because your manager must be looking forward to doing better this year. I mean, with some flashes, of course there were. What do you feel about the Champions League?
7: Well, I obviously I I got I've got a season ticket and my wee boy and we go along with the, with the game we can really and I, I went to the Champions League one and the Real that game stood it for me. Do you know what I mean? And Celtic gone toe to toe with the Madrid. It's actually a, it's, it sounds scary when you're saying it, but they did for that full for sixty minutes. Celtic absolutely. Yeah, it should prove that they ripped the boy Militao off half-time and put Riddiger on because Jackie Marcus was giving him a torrid thing. And I thought, I just thought, Celt- that uh, epitomised how Ange plays, and I just love it. I where well, you're going on to Celtic Park, and honestly, I've never stood up and done so much in my life. He just gets bums off seats, and he, he, the football Celtic plays. It's breathtaking. You just you just sit back and enjoy it and just go, Do you know what, we better just enjoy this as, well, as long as we can because... When he does go, it's going to be hard to get somebody to do the same as that. And I, I, the guy's points are great. They, he does. You he, he can see he loves it when he comes in he's pumping his chest every time, and he, and that gets the fans on side as well. And you just buy it. as soon as he talks. Actually, everybody just like really shuts up and listens, don't they? Because the guy does talk so much sense. He doesn't just tell you what you want. He, he tells it how it is. And yeah, I, I think Champions League Actually, you, you hope you can go and make a better dent and maybe come out the, maybe, maybe come out of the groups I push, but maybe getting Europe after Christmas again would be the next step and pushing on for there, but the other point I kind of had as well was Jackie Marcus, he seems to have shot himself in the foot, hasn't he? He's come out and, I and obviously when out his face in it, didn't he, and said, well, yeah, you might find it on Instagram before I do, I
4: think players are getting caught up with social media too much nowadays and not actually concentrating on what they can do in the park. Mm-hmm. Barry, that's partly why you stay off all that <laughs> yeah, stuff, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. listen, I, I get it has its advantages, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But for me, I, I think if you're a professional, um, uh, it's not for me, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with you. But he's, he's, he's not been happy with, with obviously, Yakimakis, what, he's, what he says, and, he's, and he said uh, he's not missed it he doesn't he miss a trick poster? Koglu that's one thing a, thing about him um, and obviously with the Giacomagas thing it's carrying on a wee bit I, I just think he wants it put to bed because obviously the player wants to go and he wants to get it done as quickly as possible Peter
5: well you know I I'll really like Giacomagas yeah. I thought he'd done a terrific job but I always said to you that if the manager brings someone else in he'd find it very very difficult to keep these guys running about because you will not want to keep three number nines in the respect of that And then when you're not in the squad, as Marcus has not been, obviously because of what's been going on off the pitch, the managers made that decision to bring in, oh, you know, and who's very similar type, very, very strong, obviously probably not up to speed yet, uh, but he's another one that looks as if he wants to score a goal. But as I say, disappointed because I really like Marcus, as I said, and disappointed the way it's ended because I thought he was a big player for Celtic. As I said many times before, you've got to be careful what you do because once you leave Celtic and you're lorded the way you are with these, the, the support and what they're getting at this moment in time it's very very difficult to replicate that money can't buy you that, that feeling and the, the, the supporters singing your name
3: it's gone really quiet though for Gikamakis hasn't it you wouldn't have thought it would be this way 26, the club, 26
5: goals also the clubs that's getting mentioned Paul, they're yeah, not the on yeah, the same planet Japan MLS so not, it tells you it's financially yeah. then and that, that's fine that, if that's what a player decides no problem because you uh, know it's a short career and also it's- the fact is you've got to remember what you're playing in front of at this moment in time mm. you've got to take that because I don't care how much money you're getting you've got to think what well, you're, you're getting at this moment in time the support and the love he you. was getting off the supporters who were all desperate for him to stay and all of a sudden I don't mean you threw it back in their face because I don't know what's going on off the pitch yeah. but you think to yourself it's unfortunate the way it's ended because I thought he could end up being another one It's a hero which he was with the Celtic fans and once you're one for them they will never forget you for that and as I say, I'm just disappointed the way it's ended
3: Barry he could have done a job for Rangers couldn't he? Jicamakis.
4: yeah <laughs> yeah, he's a player of light there's no doubt about it I wasn't too sure of him mm. when he first came over but that was due to lack of fitness missing pre-season and whatever but like, he's certainly impressed me physical he's, he's a different type of striker to was already there and um, he scored all sorts of goals. And listen, the uh, Celtic fans that, that I know and speak to um, are, are gutted that he's, he's leaving because they really liked him. But again, he's at an age, he's coming up in 28, he's probably no earned a big contract before and that's probably the thought process behind him leaving that he's going to get a lot more money in the MLS or, or, was it, Japan? Yeah, Japan, um, yeah. So okay. that, I think that's the main reason that he's he's leaving. I think it also tells you about mm-hmm. Ange Paul.
5: He's not going to keep people round about if there's a bit of uncertainty about them. You know, he doesn't want anybody infiltrating his group of players to make any, any unhappy players he'll not have them there. And that's another part of management. What's your scoreline, Jim, before
3: you go? Celtics and Mirren, you'll be there.
7: Um, I'll
3: go 4-0 Celtic. 4-0 Celtic. Peter is nodding at that point yeah. Uh, yeah yeah I'll get along with that I was not going to be far off that. I was going to say three mind <laughs> you the last time they lost I know it was, Aye, no it, they didn't it was they. in Paisley, was the, last one they won. In Paisley <laughs> the last time they lost <laughs> was at Paisley Jim thanks another good call cheers thanks very Jim. much cheers, cheers Jim Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. 17 17 700 the first hour has flown in breaking news Barry is there anything else coming in you're on it tonight mm. Oh, mm. we're Ma- b- b- on adverts <laughs> 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 that's what we're going to do now and then the news and then we're back with Peter and Barry the
2: <laughs> Your football show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go!
1: from our Motability team.
0: Macklin Motors Toyota is open now
1: at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808-1717-700 Let's go
3: Hour two with Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant doesn't get much better than this but tomorrow night it's going to be Andy Walker and Stephen McGinn and no doubt I'll be saying the same thing <laughs> I've obviously dropped the standards top two tomorrow oh I don't know last no, night he always throws it <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and, I, listen well, I know you do yeah it was good Lawrence did well last night and big John Hartson as well and then on Friday Barry will be back along with Mark Guidi looking forward to the weekend some of the other headlines today well Fraser Foster Celtic fans will remember him fond he was brilliant for Celtic went to Southampton and we, he went last summer as we know to Tottenham he's going to get his chance now because Hugo Lloris out for 8 weeks Barry that's the latest the Tottenham and the French goalkeeper
4: yeah it's a good opportunity Champions League as well yeah, yeah. Um, but to be honest with you when Fraser Foster was up here I thought he was a top class goalkeeper yeah. somebody always um, rated highly I remember the Cup final at Hampden where Rangers were really dominant, Celtic were. Um, Rangers were the best team on the day, but he he was brilliant. Um, and he pulled off some top saves for Celtic, some top performances. Um, so this is an opportunity, because Larissa's been struggling a wee bit yeah. of yeah, late. So
5: best game was at the weekend. I think everybody was talking about I know. it. But it's unfortunate he's got the injury, but that's seemingly his best game
4: since the World Cup. Yep, so Foster will be looking and thinking, this is an opportunity. And if he comes in and performs well, well, he stays in the team.
5: It's funny. Everybody talks about his height, and he's got
4: such a big presence.
5: Yeah. I always thought it was the weakest part of his game. Did if you watch yeah. Celtic and European uh-huh. games, he never came for the crosses for somebody so big, But he had some unbelievable saves, you know. And it, as Barry says, a fantastic opportunity, and sometimes that's what you need because he seems to have been in and out. He's got a game, and it's a Tottenham captain, and and I think his performance deserved him to stay in longer and I think the supporters would even want him to stay in a little bit longer, but because it's a French captain, you know, yeah. Lloris, yeah. you know, he's been there for a lot, and it's uh, obviously Tottenham captain, I think he got changed a little bit too early at
3: times, I think his performance deserved him to be staying the same. For sure, it bought Lloris quite a bit of time, didn't yeah. They I mean, need yeah. money in the bank uh, with Tottenham, I get it, but for Celtic, they lost out, didn't they? We could almost do a programme on that summer of, what, 2020, when Neil Lennon thought he had Fraser Foster staying, and then he didn't go, and then it was a... Like Absolutely, a pack of cards that folded but, but
5: yeah. it was, and it's difficult because you know, it is a prime position I, I yeah. don't care even as a Celtic goalkeeper and I keep saying it they get called upon to pick a save in every game mm-hmm. and it can be a nil-nil, yeah. but it's such an important save and you're going to win the game 5 nil I've seen Joe Hart a few times this season he's, he's pulled a couple of worldies off during yeah. games and Celtic have only won 4 or 5 nil but people forget about the saves that Joe had made and it's a concentration level it is simple, something completely different that you need he played for Celtic as a goalkeeper, and Big Pat Bonner had it as well. He used to talk to his back four all the time just to keep his concentration levels up. When the ball was up to pitch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the players used to tell me, "Shut don't get me uh, yeah. but, but, yeah.
3: but that was the way yeah. he was kept informed mm-hmm. over the game. He talked to his back four all the time. I think I know the answer from both of you about that. You know, would you be on thirty grand a week at Celtic or Rangers or whatever it is, or ninety grand or whatever at Tottenham, but sitting on the bench, Barry?
4: Well, Joe's done really well in his career f- financially, and I, I think when he got to a, a stage where he, 34, he's thinking to himself, he wants to play the remaining years, of his career, week in, week out, and that's what he's done. And I said that Paul, when people are talking about Joe Hart, or oh, people are saying, ah, oh, he's finished, he's not played for two or three years, you're getting a top goalkeeper but getting a big character that's in the dressing room as well, right. and he's he's proved that for, for Celtic. Now, I'm a big believer in, listen, goalkeepers... Even when you're, you're missing chances and you've you're scored maybe one or two goals, another team against you gets one or two opportunities. They hardly have a touch during the game. It's what Grant has just mentioned there, their concentration levels. That's why they're, they're top-class goalkeepers. And plus, I, I think
3: they're worth 12, 15 points a season. Top goalkeepers. And back to Fraser Foster. I know your answer on it, you'd rather be playing for whatever it is, 20, 30 grand a week, than get 90 and be on the bench normally at Tottenham or even at Southampton, he didn't play all the time.
5: Oh, 100%. And that, listen, guys are down, I have no problem with that. Guys that want to go yeah. in for the money and pick up money, I have no, absolutely no problem. But I just couldn't see myself training day in, day out, Paul, mm. and not playing on a Saturday. I mean, when we were playing the managers as you say want to build a squad and I saying, yeah as long as I'm between 1 and 11 I don't <laughs> care you know what I mean I, I don't care how big the squad is yeah. you know but that's the way it was and I I, I don't think I'd be one of the guys that'd be able to sit at the side of the pitch I know it's completely different now with the finances um, but I genuinely there's nothing better when you've you pulled the strip on and you're going to get your car after the game with a victory you know what I mean and you've played in it
3: Well somebody who's pulling the red, white and blue on again Barry, he's pictured there this afternoon with the scarf up It's not the Rangers scarf, it's Linfield And it's Kel Lafferty So freed last week on transfer deadline day by Kilmarnock He's back home to Northern Ireland And he's going to be playing for Linfield Yeah, first and foremost it was a bit of a shock Seeing him obviously
4: um, leave Kilmarnock Nobody's seen that coming Obviously it was down to disciplinary reasons I seen Del doing an interview, he never really went into it that was down to the, the club to speak about it if they wanted to and I think that was a, a no-brainer for him going to Linfield, his ex um, international teammate David Healy um, as a the manager there so I kind of seen that coming, so he's going over to a, a league that he knows um, he's going back home um, so uh, listen again, Kyle Lafferty's at an age where he needs to be playing week in, week out and um, he's back over and Island at Linfield, playing in a big stadium as well. They're at the National Stadium in the Windsor Park, mm-hmm. so
3: um good luck to him over there. Other news coming in, Brian Edwards has lost his appeal for the Hearts Red Card, the Dundee United player at the weekend, Barry. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. surprised but Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he would I, I thought he would lose it.
4: Similar to the Ross McCrory situation, mm-hmm. The week before against Mun, um, they appealed that. I thought that was a, a sending off, and I thought um, it was a red card at the weekend.
5: Peter, it's very difficult, Paul. I'm, I'm. Sometimes you knees when you watch them on the television. People slow them down. That yeah. often you think, 100 percent. When you're at the game, you see the way the game is going, and if there's an incident between the two players, you can always see, oh, he's trying to do him there. I think it's very difficult at times, but now when you get into a tackle. Mm-hmm how do you stop when you're in mid-air and the respect of you've hit the ball, and he's clearly hit the ball, but the force he's come through with, you know, and it does look really bad that way, and- Would it be happy if I was at the other end? Probably not, you know, and that's the the biggest thing. But it is really difficult now because you slow it down. And I know the boy Ryan Edwards, you Mm. know, uh, uh, down at Plymouth with young Peter, and he's not like that. He's not that type of kid, so that was a surprising thing. So that's why it's hard to pass judgment, because I didn't see the game unless there's been a bit of animosity between it, and it was done with force to try and hurt someone. Then that's completely different, you know. But as I say, he's not that type of kid, so... It's very difficult. Sure. And we went there and didn't see it. But I
3: think some of the players there, the hearts players felt he'd left a little bit in that didn't need to be left in. I think well, when you see him, when I'm just walking off, he uh, kind of accepted I, it. He never turned yeah, around yeah, sure. in an agony. He's, so
5: he's not that type. Yep. That's what I'm saying, because he's he surprised himself. If it's mm. a northern off, he's probably thinking to himself, was that a free, did I get in too mm. hard there, you know, sort of thing. And it's very, very difficult. And me can go back to yesteryear you Know if somebody done that to you, stood back up and said, Well, I'll get him the next one, it's completely yeah, different. Now, you know, that, absolutely, right? it's completely different now, and I understand that. If somebody goes in, we're forced to try and hurt you, and you know there is some that can try and carry through and hit you, and we've all been at the end, the end of that, and you just remember it for the next game. At times, that was the way it used to be, but completely different now because there is no hiding place. And probably Var for the first time getting something right,
4: and he'll be a big miss, done you know, struggling at the bottom of the league. He's Good experience, Edwards, so yeah. he'll be a big miss for the next couple of games.
3: And he's, that was a big game for them, wasn't it? Because they led for, what, 71 minutes? Yeah, you know, Stephen Fletcher
4: scoring the goal. Oh, but that Sub's goal. Beat, yeah. yeah, he's he still got good quality, yeah. even at his age, Stephen Fletcher. Um, I'm surprised I, I, another few clubs weren't mm-hmm. interested in him. Uh, obviously, Duny United got his signature, but he's still got a, a lot of football left in his leg. Uh, leg? leg yeah. Legs. <laughs> no, but I think
5: <laughs> yeah. what you're saying there, but I think that's the problem. Yeah. Because everybody's looked maybe at his injury record and think how many games is he going to be available for. But the one thing you can't take away is his quality. Yeah, he's a good you know, player. I was fortunate enough to work with him with the Scotland, you've played with him. Mm. But working with him in a short period of time he's a massive yeah. player. You know, for us, you know, even with Scotland, and we lost him when he wasn't in the squad. It was a big, big blow to us because he was one of that type that you only had one off. You know, he could bring people in, link games. And if you remember the Israel game, I think James scored three, James Forrester scored the hat-trick, if I'm right, Mm -hmm. but Stephen played up front and was unbelievable you know because uh, Big Alec had said to James to get round about Stephen because he hadn't scored I don't, I'm not sure if James had scored or probably the game prior Albania I mm-hmm. think he'd scored two so he scored five goals in two games and I don't think he'd scored for Scotland up to him and Stephen Fletcher was a big help in the fact that James got
4: the goals you, you could see when he was coming through at Hibs he had real yeah. good qualities um, and he went down to have a right good career yeah, in, absolutely. in England and even at his age as I said I'm surprised up here it was only really Dundee United that it showed a bit of interest, because I've seen Don United a few times this year, he still leads the line, he still works hard he's got a brilliant first touch, brilliant at linking play up and he's clever he's got a real good football brain And he enjoyed
3: that moment in front of the Hearts fans. <laughs> I bet
5: you they were not giving him any stick He milked <laughs> that moment
4: didn't he yeah, He stayed
3: a good 15-20 yards <laughs> I noticed <that> back. <laughs> And I see Lauren Shankland enjoyed his goal as well against, uh, you know, again his old team and he did a great job for them to help them get promotion a couple of years ago
5: But To be fair Paul, I think that's fair yeah, You know, of I think course. you've got to celebrate, as a. say many many times that's why I hate VAR because yeah. you can't celebrate your goals you know you're always looking over your shoulder I'm an honour man mm-hmm. they don't know if the supporters are going to enjoy it and if you score a goal whatever team you're playing you owe it to the supporters mm-hmm. to celebrate your goals I'm not saying you have to go in front of the opposition supporters anyway. I don't mean that in any shape or form no. but you have to enjoy your goals no matter who it's against Entertainment
3: and absolutely. sometimes
5: VAR brings
4: out of it if a player yeah. never oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah. that would no, worry no, me no, big time yeah absolutely so all that stuff the other week and Michael Beale was defending Morelis. And look, Morelis can wind people up but it's an entertainment surely to be there and it is part of it, isn't it? The opposition players, you know, you want to snarl at them but...
5: Well, we've done all our careers. Of course. I was long before Barry's time as well but if you celebrated wherever you, you scored the goal, didn't it? you your bunnies? If it was the supporters that was there, that's where you celebrated in front of. If it was your supporters, you enjoyed it. But everybody, that was the way it was. You just enjoyed the the moment, and that's what I'm saying. Too many times now we're losing that moment, and I'm saying okay, antagonising for sure but listen I'm sure Mariellas was going to hell off a lot of stick off the hearts yes. support, which is part of the game anyway you know as long as people are not throwing things on the field and all that sort of stuff that's part of the game they have to enjoy
3: it and that's part of the entertainment Jack's been on on the socials at Go Football Show and he's asking both of you Barry and Peter what do you think of the fact that in the cup games it's only the game at Ibrooks and the game Terrible. at the Celtic that's got VAR nobody yeah, else yeah I, honestly
4: I know it costs money but how can you have some Scottish Cup games with VAR running, in other games, Mm. with VAR no running, I think it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Well, I go back
5: to it, and I was at the Morton Celtic game. Mm. (laughs) Nobody, nobody, no Celtic player, no Celtic supporter, Mm. claimed for a penalty kick. So if the game's at Capelo, Morton are still at nil-nil at that particular time, or whatever, you know. And it can be the difference, I'm not saying it would have made a massive difference, but I'm just talking that incident, you know. And if you're going to have it, you have it for everyone. If you're not Mm. going to have it right, the Scottish Cup is not going to have VAR. And everybody would have been praying for that up here. Let's nobody have VAR, and let's get back to reality. And let's the referees make the decisions whether they're good, bad, or different. Let them make the decision because VAR is a
3: joke. And John Harson said the same last night.
5: Well, Paul, I said it before it came up. I you told did, you at the start yeah. of the season. I said it's going to, it's going to end up tormenting uh, supporters as well as mm-hmm. players and managers. You know, we're going to complain about it. And I've said many times, we're talking more about that now than the players and the entertainment on the pitch. And that's the thing. that was always a worry for me. We end up speaking about that more than the players' performance. A Stephen Humphrey's goal, mm. you know, things like that. We bits of magic in the game, whoever it's... All these things, we end up not talking about them because we end up saying, oh, there was a varied incident at a Celtic game or a Rangers mm. game or another sure. game. And, and everybody's putting a complaint in now because of our let's go back let's go look at VAR VAR's got it wrong now uh-huh. they can't even get it right
3: yeah. they're re-refereeing games
5: aren't they instead
4: yeah, my, of I still live in hope that I look at England and mm-hmm. I think they've got much better as it's went on I think up here I, I'm still looking at some of the decisions and they're, they're, they're going to the monitors yep. and they're still giving the wrong decision I'll go back to the one Nicky Clark I still can't get my head round that mm-hmm. they still think that's a red card I, then I watched the game after that Dun United Celtic, the goalkeeper comes out and punches it. I don't see why the referee can give a penalty there. But to be fair to him, I think it was Don Robertson went over to the monitor and then he realised it's not a penalty. But for me, it's I was all for it, but I'm not enjoying it. No, I'm not enjoying it. But my only hope is I'm watching games in England and they're much quicker and they're dealing with a lot better. And hopefully, we get to
3: that same stage up here but they'll need leadership and they'll need guidance the referees and the VAR people because everyone seems to be loving it you know the actual officials this is making the club even bigger more people more power well, uh, Who's what's, what's the role of the referee anymore well, Peter? well that's exactly what I was going to say yeah. Paul
5: we talked about I think it was Kevin Clancy had done the Celtic-Morton game and he yes. it, it was it was right behind the incident in happening mm-hmm. yeah. and I am sure he realised it's not a penalty mm-hmm. kick but somebody's obviously on his ear saying to him by the way you need to check this and I'm thinking no. he should be able to turn around and just say yeah. no thanks yeah. I'm five yards away I'm making this decision thank you but they're not even allowed to do that because as soon as VAR tell them they have mm. to go and look at the monitor so there's another few minutes wait. Mm. it's three or four
4: minutes but how can he go at the monitor and he actually think that's a penalty I, absolutely Barry that's what I'm saying but th- th- nobody even complained mm. nobody
5: not, nobody in the stadium I think you've still... seen
4: seen the dugout I, I think it, somebody showed a picture from the Celtic stand and uh-huh. Matt, Matt O'Reilly was in the dugout and he's looking at the screen and <laughs> it was uh, he's yeah. like he's ah, Absol- like no a penalty and then but, obviously it's but given but that's
5: what I'm saying but if you're doing decisions like that you know it's ridiculous it means that you'd be as well getting the guy in the VAR box steady telling the referee to go over and look it's a penalty kick mm. he'd be as well refereeing so it because that's yeah. who's refereeing it at this mm-hmm. moment in time if he's sitting up there that's no waste of time He sending the referee over if you're thinking it's a penalty kick how many times have we seen it getting changed once We've seen it get changed yeah. so just tell yeah. the referee on the pitch it's a penalty kick end off let's play on
3: that's it. Suzanne's on asking are they still sponsored by Specsavers the referees <laughs> I've answer, no, exactly. <laughs> it is, it's such a pity isn't it they're squeezing and I, did I see Ange Postacoglu with David Turnbull's goal right at the end of the game at the weekend I mean, and they I, played I, it all back to look at it again. again why? that's three minutes why? or over
4: three yeah. minutes they're taking to make that decision it, it, it's a goal I know, it goes yeah. through Zach Ruddon's legs mm-hmm. I, that should only take you 20-30 seconds max to say have one look at that maybe a second look and think right go let's go on with it but it takes three minutes or over three minutes
5: Absolutely incredible because I, I don't know what they were looking for you know you start laughing I think it was the Celtic player because the goalkeeper they were saying in front of you, he jumped up out the road of the ball and whatever you know you're thinking it, to yourself
4: It was the St Johnson player's legs that actually went through and the Celtic player was maybe a yard to the side he's nothing to do Absolutely. with it Absolutely and, and it's not as a, remember they used to say if you were looking to
5: pass it to him you know, you you could tell he's having the shot at goal, so the ball's in the back of the head, he's not blaming the goalkeeper, he's not interfered with play, so the referee, it's refereeing the game, realises that, but he's still got to go and see VAR, because he's been told to go and check VAR, and that's what we're saying, you can't celebrate goals, and I I got on to David Turnbull, because when he scores goals, he never looks happy, I know, I I always say, I I say listen, it's the hardest job in football to score goals, and I'm thinking, no wonder, Because you don't know if it's going to be chucked off or that now because nobody will soon celebrate the goals because they don't know if it is. The first look is to the linesman or to the referee and then they'll celebrate. Even supporters are doing it now. Mm -hmm. And know we've spoke about it for the last six, seven minutes here and that's telling you enough about it. We should be talking about players and how he's playing so well, the teams are playing so well, that manager's done fantastic this week with his players and whatever his group. But we're talking about VAR constantly. Now we've even got a programme on the television
3: geared towards VAR yeah. you know, it's mm. ridiculous you know what I mean I just think it's incredible strong leadership required that's what we need at the top to just referees on out. the pitch
5: yeah let the guys referee on the pitch good bad or different. let them referee mm. on the pitch goal line technology that's slightly different mm-hmm. you know if it's goal line technology I think then I'm further that. if the ball's over the line or not over the line you know that that's fine you know like they do in tennis sure. there's a beep or something like
3: that is fine Barry you too on that one Gold Line Technology, you before that, yeah. Just stop yeah. it and look at it. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's yeah. fine.
5: They let the rest of the game. Aye. That's always been. Refereed. Not if the ball's
3: the back of the net, I've, mind you. I'd be <laughs> Only under, if it's I'd be uh, ball. Yeah. I mean,
5: everything else, tackles, yeah. situations, offsides. That's always been part of the game, and it's been good. It's always caused controversy, but the ball over the line is the difference, you know, because then that is that can cost you a relegation or a promotion, or whatever. So I'm fine with that but it's no pulling it back and it's like that one they let the play on. He's offside with about 10 yards. He lets yeah. it play on. We're waiting to that one, guys. We keep saying getting getting a bad injury running into the goalkeeper and then they say, oh, by the way, he was offside anyway. Oh, dear. You know what I mean? Uh, they've not even changed that yet.
4: Nope. This well. the time some of the sure. decisions are taken and you only need to look at it a second time and your decision's made. But I don't see why it takes them two and a half three minutes three and a half minutes again we have spoken about it a number of times for me try and think out the box try and do something a bit different try and get an ex-footballer or an ex-manager somebody who's out of work to go into the VAR studio and help these guys I'm sure plenty of people would do it Put and it try and help the there. referees because I think the standard of the referees ain't great for me can we get the funding to try and help them go full time I'm not saying it will make them better overnight but where they can train, they can spend a bit of time with each other, they can look over the games of refereed at the weekend, have discussions and hopefully try and get better.
5: Well, that's what I was going to say there. So we're talking about a team. So say me and Barry are travelling to go all, different games all the time, me and him are together as a pair. So when I'm refereeing, he's the VAR guy. Peter, penalty kick. Okay, penalty kick I don't need to go to look anywhere because I know what his thought process is I know what you've been talking about all week that's a penalty we've looked at it we've done videos and whatever but we see as a penalty kick and we've all agreed to so Barry's up there Barry's telling me it's a penalty kick so I'm blowing the whistle and giving a penalty kick without going looking at any television because I'm trusting his decision is to help me mm-hmm. not to hinder me so he makes that decision up there if he's got these such good eyes up there I don't need to go anywhere else to waste all that time and we work as a pair at every game
3: we go to we do it together Cup final 89 minutes gone oh, Barry Ferguson fair. in the bar <laughs> shouts Peter penalty Don to Rangers i definitely the decision yeah. there <laughs> I'm overruling it Barry yeah. <laughs> or penalty to Celtic I know you would you would call it as you see it yeah, I would call integrity. it integrity
4: yeah, and you yeah. know what a few people would say to me about the Nicky Clark yeah, I'm yeah. calling it I'm watching the game on Rangers TV yeah. and watching it during normal time or when the game's flowing I don't even think it's a yellow card I, I say this in Monday no, I don't even yeah. think it's a yellow mm-hmm. but they decide to give him a mm-hmm. a red card at the most if you've been picky it could have been a yellow yeah. but mm-hmm. thankfully St Johnson won the appeal so but he's um, not even that
5: type of player and that's what I'm saying no, Paul you know there's certain types of players certain guys can't tackle they've always said that's a striker's tackle he'd never be sent things. off no but all these things it's ridiculous mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's what I'm saying your eyes don't lie sure. your eyes yeah. don't lie if you're a, a referee who's done the game for a long time your eyes don't tell you you know if it's you know the difference between a tackle and somebody's trying to do someone there is absolutely no doubt of that
3: this is serious business isn't it because the cup final Celtic Rangers Rangers Celtic it's just days away and let's hope it's not about VAR, we're talking. Uh, you know, uh, two really good teams. Yeah, going head to head in the title. You know, you know, Celtic are, but Celtic have given nothing up at all. Rangers under Michael Beale. This is a massive and it's game. There's going to be an uproar going to be if some game. something Yeah, goes on 50,000 people yep. inside there. Yep. Quick break and then we're back. What do you think? 08, 08 17, 17, 700.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Go Radio Presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday the thirtieth of March, featuring Celtic and Wales legend John Hartson. You
4: know, I got a lot of goals. Uh, I played in a magnificent side, and it's a very special club. And uh, you know, I'm very honoured and privileged to have uh, to have
1: won the hoops.
2: Join Paul Cooney Mark Guidi, and John Hartson for this live and. Show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at go.co.uk The Go Radio football show, unfiltered, live at St Luke's Glasgow on Thursday 30th of March.
6: Let's go. go, go.
3: 28 and a half minutes past six I'm not sure why I told you that Here on the Go Radio Football Show The clock ticking towards How many sleeps to go Barry Is that 18 before the, the cup final um, A few I'll, to I'll go Just, Maybe just check it. The next game Paul we'll we'll okay. next okay. game One called. game at a time One Thank game at a time. Right, time Captain <laughs> Peter Grant is with us 18 to go to the cup final Some great points you made there About VAR um, Jimmy has been on saying Look I know what you're saying about ex-professionals being there but I think that if it was you two for example or anybody people would be saying nah he's all Rangers he's all Celtic yeah, yeah. and it would be misery for you
5: no I agree yep. with that I think that's but we're no referees so referees want to do that job people say oh, it's a hard job being a referee but that's what they want to do you know for whatever reason I, I would never do it even if there was no VAR because I'm hopeless at I've tried it in training whatever I'm absolutely hopeless so I understand that a referee but yeah, yeah. but that's not my job but it's sure. my job I'm getting paid to be a referee yeah. whether it's part time full time whatever I know we are keeping on with the full time scenario that's fine but the rules don't change if you're part time or full time if you understand I mean you've still got yeah, to sure. prepare right you've still got to make the same decisions the same rules are still in place what I'm saying is if Paul Cooney's sitting that box up then he tells me it's penalty kick mm-hmm. it's a penalty kick because we're working together as referees that's the point sure. I'm trying to make and I agree I with it. that people are going to say oh, because it's a Celtic boy in the box or a Rangers boy in the box I understand because this is probably the only country that's like that and I said that at the time imagine that we keep talking about it Cup final for instance because that's the next one you're saying 90th minute there's a big decision to be made oh dear I know who, what's yep. going to make that? You know, how long is that going to take? And it could be catastrophic. In the respect to that for one team or the other because it could be an equaliser. It's a winner, and supporters are sitting for four or five minutes. I just don't think that's going to happen. You know, or going to be allowed to happen.
4: The only box you're sitting in is the director's box sitting <laughs> <laughs> champagne, it? Uh, you know maybe like. in
3: There champagne. have been a time, not now, Barry, I'll be on with you in cup final day and then maybe some champagne afterwards. <laughs> he's got us, he's taking us to Hamilton races in May when it reopens again the new season. Looking forward to it. Oh, it's so Peter, it. you could be there. Do you quite like the races? Yeah? A day out at Hamilton Park? No okay. races. I've never I, been I a in a race in for. No, so. I,
5: Hamilton done me a fantastic favour during oh. my testimonial Right, it was the first time there was ever a Sunday meet would you believe it or not what was it Yeah, because mm-hmm. they were allowed to they opened it up for five races at that particular time oh. and we had a fantastic time they were real, they were brilliant with us over at Hamilton Racecourse
3: at that particular time part of your testimonial
5: year yeah, which yeah, I, I, remember I remember.
4: like a day at yeah. the race I don't yeah. gamble
0: no, but do saying, you know what I've got yeah.
4: to be honest with you Hamilton Racecourse is lovely lovely place yeah, good atmosphere um, I just like going for the the, the day out and support your
3: local course. brilliant it's fantastic local bar
6: yeah
3: (laughs) we'll be taking you there that's for sure I'll speak to Fiona and Ashley in the next few days okay we're going to go it'll be a good day back to the football and we're going to talk about Motherwell just a couple of miles um, up the road it's a mile away isn't it from Mm. Hamilton what about the well Um, a huge game for them Barry in the cup what would it do for them to beat Wraith Rovers I
4: hopefully give them a bit of confidence but you thought that we obviously getting the result of our growth and um, it's not what that I fear for Murdo. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I love seeing young managers get the opportunity delighted for Stevie Hamill um, but they, they, they can't buy a win um, at this moment in time mm-hmm. um, they're really struggling when I watch them they've got some good football players I just think they miss that bit of bite whether it's in the middle of the pitch or whether it's at the back or whether it's up top Um fear from the, if they're going to stay up they need to start picking points up um i know it's a distraction in the scottish cup but mado's focus has
3: got to be staying in the premier league but that would be such a boost wouldn't it peter starts park
5: oh absolutely you have to win your next game yeah. to try yeah. and breed that little bit of confidence and Barry said it was a very difficult game they had at growth you know it's not an easy place to go um, but people said not not just because of the pitching up because of the conditions and they handled that very well and you thought oh, well maybe that gives them that little bit of confidence but you know what football's like you know if you, you're you not winning games Barry will tell you what dress rooms are like you know you, you've got players in there who are trying their damnedest but it's just not working and it'd be fantastic for Stevie because that is his club he's been there for a long time he had a job for life probably as a the youth department but he wanted to step up and take it and you've got to tip your hat to him but it just shows you how difficult it is and listen they're probably in an area that where are you how, how, what's the finance you've got what sort of players can you go for it's alright people saying oh, we want this player that player and the next player we all know what we want but trying to get it when other clubs round about your level are paying even more than you are sure. you know for a club like Muller I mean I used to love going there to play it was always a, f- a fantastic a- atmosphere and whatever and I'm just disappointed for him but I'm, I'm more disappointed for Steve but hopefully as you say but then all of a sudden it brings other people into it and you'd be, be seeing the same guy sure. about that guy in his job but, but to do that you've got to earn that with your performances on a Saturday and unfortunately at this moment in time, we've not done that
3: but he has bought the, the you know, board have backed him they brought in some players some of them on loan during the transfer window but Where's the heart in I mean, the
4: game? I look at the league and it's between four teams at, mm-hmm. uh, at the bottom. You've got Commandant, Ross County, Muddle, Dundee United. Um, I think Commandot because of their home form, mm-hmm. I'll get out of it. And then I think it's going to be between one out of three Ross County, Dundee United, and Muddle.
5: But who do you say would spend the most money out of that? You would say Dundee United. Dundee United. Mm-hmm. Then, it, then it'd probably be Kelly. Yeah. You know, with the mm-hmm. quality they'd be playing, you, you say their budget would probably be higher than other two. So people say that's where you end up. Mm-hmm. And probably Ross County and Motherwell are probably two of the least players, you know. So that tells you, Paul. That's how difficult it is.
3: And as you know, Ross County have just got Eamon Brophy absolutely. and Simon Murray.
5: I, I, absolutely. Well, I, I really, I think Simon Murray is a fantastic signing.
3: I wanted to ask you about that. You, you, know, you talked about it. In yeah, the yeah, I
5: really. I, but when I was a Dunfermline manager, mm-hmm. I'd a would a Simon. He would a bit an issue with his knee and I thought maybe that's why people weren't looking at him but I'd attain him all day long and he probably had to f- sacrifice the first five or six weeks because of his knee and he wouldn't have been able to play but I think he's a right good striker who looks like he's scored goals whatever he's been you know and it's just a matter of that fitness level he's his knee but he pr- he's proven it he's played all the games for Queen's near enough this season yeah 15 goals you know he scored goals a lot of assists as well he'd done the exact same last year um, the, the promotion Simon scored the goals at the end of the season whatever and I think he'd be a right good sign so it, That's what I'm saying. He's got his personality Mm. as well, so it's a slightly different thing. He's got a good personality, you know, as well. And he's a Dundee boy, so you know what I mean. So he's getting further up, nearer home. And I know it's pre contract, Contract. pre contract. He's decided to go, and I still think Queens will do exceptionally well. But Simon's a fantastic signing for Ross County, and that's what I'm talking about. When you look at that, his personality for by, I'm sure, goals Mm. he'll score because he scored goals before in the Premier League
4: uh, See in terms of Ross County I was impressed with him at Ibrooks. I thought Malky set them up really well because um, listen they can of come down and open up and go and play against Rangers but they had a game plan and I tell you what when I mean, they got to one each you know what I mean Rangers obviously got the deflection off Barisic for the, the goal but just looking at Ross County and that performance over the 90 minutes to me that looks to me if they they can escape relegation but in terms of Muggle I just I just worry but I don't know there's just something well, you're looking
5: it at it the airbags, right uh, what do you call them? Big Jordan White
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. the scorer on you his best Simon. Day.
5: yep sure you've got Brophy
3: mm-hmm.
5: you look at Malone you, think, yep. you at you've got a think, fire tower that's what I'm saying you look at Malone you're thinking mm-hmm. a Van Veen's
4: mm-hmm. no playing mm-hmm. and, but, and, and then if I'm going to play my little, I can't wait to get to third part because yeah. pitches the pitch is like a bone yeah, absolutely previews going to third part here we go in the slope there's no any grass on it that's Um, it's churning up Mm -hmm. non-stop so teams are actually looking forward to going and playing um, their football and uh, all credit to the groundsman (laughs) what a job he's done with that that pitch because previous to that it was always one of the pitches where you didn't enjoy going or a place you
3: enjoyed going playing oh it
5: was definitely a level for sure
3: sure. well after the Wraith Rovers game on Saturday midweek they're playing St Mirren at home that's a massive Massive. game isn't it Um, then Hearts at home Kilmarnock away Ross County away and Rangers at home, so it's going to be some remaining well, to February into March.
5: Up to the Rangers game, they're all the teams. I know you've got Saint Hart yeah, but you're saying other teams are the ones that's running about. Yeah. them sure, six so pointers. They're massive. Yeah. They're massive. You've got to and take points from them. There's, that's fact. you've got to take points for g- every game course, you play, yeah.
3: of course. But especially if it's the ones running about, you, you can't have them running away from you. And the Alan Burrows thing now. So they've known for what a month that he's leaving. Lifelong fan did a great job as a chief executive, mm-hmm. but he's going to Aberdeen. will that affect the players in any way or the club just the feeling that
4: was a surprise when I I seen that news Mm -hmm. because you think of Alan Burrows you think Mr Muddle Mm -hmm. fan um, supporter went to all the games when he was young maybe he's just thinking it's ran its course and he needs to try something different Mm -hmm. in his career financially it would probably be better for him uh, as well so Muddle are are losing a good chief executive I think if you listen to people speak about Alan Burrows he's very impressive Mm -hmm. Um, so Aberdeen are definitely getting a, a good chief chief exec, and Mother are losing one. Um, so, may, uh, listen, it's Alan Burrows will be able to ask that, sure. answer yeah. that question better. But I think that I know we're talking about the football side, but I think yeah, sure. outside the football
3: um, on the pitch, I think he's a big loss. He starts on the twenty seventh of February. We'll speak to him then about the new job. But, but, but Peter, in, yeah,
5: he knows the workings of the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's very very important. You know, I think Aberdeen have been looking for something like that. It's mm-hmm. a blow, a massive blow, Muller, mm-hmm. because you say it'd have been heartrending for him because he's a big supporter of the club and he's been very respectful. Any time you've went to watch a game, he's trying to help you out, whatever you've done, you know, sort of things. And obviously, everything they've done was to try and make Muller will better, you know. And probably he's went like that. Okay, we've came so far, and maybe that's as far as we can go. And everybody's ambitious no matter as we're talking about Ange and whatever it's when their ambition all of a sudden you think there's an opportunity at Aberdeen okay financially he's going to get paid yeah. more but maybe there's more scope for him to do his job even better than what he done at Muller because let's be honest he's trying
3: to help Muller because as I say that's his football club so Wraithrover's Muller Peter what's your verdict for this weekend 3 o'clock on Saturday I'm going to go for Muller going for the well yeah I'm going to go for Muller yeah Um Barry what do you think and he's just breathing in, yeah, thinking. It's a tough one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think more extra time. Going for the well. Aid United against Elgin City, Barry, what do you reckon? Aid United? Yeah, they're on form again, aren't they? Did are a wee wobble. Yeah. I well, Queen's yeah. Park beat them. Yeah, sure. um,
4: yeah. Last Friday. Is that just Friday, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Which was yeah. a, a big game. Watched Queen's Park the week previous to that up at Cove and they the absolutely battered Cove, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. But Aid United too strong. Peter?
5: Yeah, I'll go for United as well but I've got a goal scorer I can't remember the wee fella's name escape mm-hmm. my mind at this moment in time but he's very quick and he always gets goals and I've always liked him so they've got a goal scoring threat but I just think here it'll be too
3: physical for them. Any breaking news, Barry? You're on the news desk tonight. No, I don't think anything has come in. No, no. not just yet. (laughs) We'll be back with something very shortly. Quick break and then we're back. The
2: Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go!
3: Go Radio Football Show. Peter Grant, Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson and lots of you looking forward to the evening with Barry. Uncensored, unscripted. What's the other... Adjective we can use It's going to be brilliant We're looking forward to it It's the 9th of March Or in more, You could be there Peter Might still be a ticket for you I don't forget, if well, But I'm you'd be Okay The question's better No not at all It's uh, Well questions as well We're really looking forward to it And there's a night with John Hartson On the 30th of March At St Luke's Just uh, down the road Barry it is going to be brilliant Isn't it On that night Because we can You know talk to you About so many different things Yeah looking forward to it Paul yeah. Um Obviously, yourself asking questions. I'll be vetting your questions <laughs> before you ask me any <laughs> Man he, I mean, he's got... Isn't he He always... He remembers all the different things from the games over the years. Yeah,
4: his, his memory. He's can got a great memory, know, hasn't he? Know, yeah. He can remember back um, games that <laughs> I can't even remember I
3: played them. <laughs> um, so, Craig no, knows look. the best for that. When we ask Craig about the games, all oh, right, OK, <laughs> Just check with Barry or Mark. <laughs> no, it'll be really good. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it, Paul. Or in more good venues. So, this is go.co.uk. And you can be there the big night with Barry top of the bill, and then the John Harson one as well for Celtic fans. Uh, I wonder if we'll get John singing again as he did. No, I can guarantee we won't let him sing. He sang the Welsh <laughs> anthem last year on the programme. So, uh he was still good. Like you sing in Welsh? Oh, I, yeah, I, it's in I, Welsh. Oh, that's yeah. all right. Are you singing one? Words? Do you want to sing something on no, the
5: programme? not yeah. 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 I'd love to be able to sing. Really, yeah. <laughs> hopeless at that and all.
3: Yeah. And Peter, <laughs> so.
5: You're over for a function in yes, Dubai because it's Dubai Hoops, about it. uh, hmm. and they've invited four of the boys from 1986. Uh, right. big Roy Aiken. Ah, oh, feed uh, the bear. Yeah, okay. Feed the bear. Yes. Chocrities, Brian oh, McClare, Brian McClare. He's probably known
3: as Chocrates by all accounts. Right, most of our listeners will have seen him in the paper in the yes. last few days the long uh, hair now. And, and, the and I said it was
5: nice to invite Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> <laughs> and Robinson Crusoe yeah, <laughs> Roy yep. and Brian and uh, Big Derek who lives over there.
3: Uh, Derek White. Yep.
5: And, and myself, it's the Dubai Hoops, it's our 20th anniversary but we went there in 2008, mm-hmm. I think it was the 20th anniversary of the double winning team we were invited so they've yep. invited me over for a few days so I'm really looking forward to a fantastic group of boys and it shows you with Celtic like and the support all over the world and these people get even more you know involved in their club when Mm. they're away from it because they can't get there every week I think that as you know they're up all hours watching games of football and it's fantastic to go and see them and as being an ex-player it's fantastic to be invited back with them so I'm really looking forward to seeing the guys as well as the, the
3: supporters over there and you may well bump into Brendan Carr who is going to be there from Glasgow? He's there, and he's just someone's just been on saying he's there. Top dentist, he'll be well, there. So uh, to you know the drill. You know oh, the drill. Exactly. Oh, very yeah. Good, you're <laughs> sharp. <laughs> right, eh? Barry is oh, good. He loves it. <laughs> the thief of bad guys. i for a <laughs> film. Yeah. Well, well Brendan, you we'll know. pass on the message. But it is amazing, isn't it? It's Steve Evans was talking about Ange Postacoglu and Steve Evans, of course, he was the manager for a short time at Leeds, mm. and he loves Leeds, but he's a Celtic fan. And I read him today, Barry, and he's saying, look if you're a Celtic manager or player or whatever, or Rangers, wherever you go in the world, you meet your fans I've, forever. I, everywhere. Yeah, I've been all over the world and you
4: always bump into them. Because um, both clubs are, are massive throughout the, the world. And, and listen, I read the Steve Evans interview. Ah, yeah, and It was good, didn't it? I think he's open and honest about it. They don't realise, until they actually, dis- say they decide to go, that's when they realise how big and How well supported and
3: what type of clubs they are um, when when managers decide to leave. What's the furthest of field you've been and you're just trying to have a quiet drink or a whatever, and somebody goes, Oh, you're Barry Ferguson. And then the, you're great the furthest to people, is
4: Australia. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got to be Australia. Um, and deep into China as well. Yeah. Yeah, when we had Chinese owners at. Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham, we went to Hong Kong, and then was that the, the one
5: you said we're going to see the Wall, Great Wall of China? You said you've yeah. seen one wall, you've seen them all. <laughs> did you say that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you did as well because you were uh, the uh, coach. Yes, yes, I like. Yeah, I,
4: deep, deep in, I remember when deep into China, and I remember going down um, to get fed, and I, could, I, I looked and I thought, oh my god, I loved yeah. in rice like plain boiled rice. Yeah, yeah, just. Before for, you can climb, yeah, yeah, two or three days, and I thought to myself, oh, I'll go and get a wee shop get a Mars bar <laughs> or something yeah. somewhere. But, yeah,
5: deep fried cockroach. Uh, of course,
3: you two worked together because yeah. you were uh, assistant coach too.
4: even Agar- China, everywhere I've been, you always bump into whether it's Celtic or Rangers. <laughs> Amazing. Um, you bump yeah. in and, and you get a good laugh, um, good banter, and yeah, both of the clubs are just worldwide absolutely it's
5: incredible yeah. you know what I mean and well, but you've been abroad you've been so many places yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. China, Russia everywhere but you don't know Russia, it, and people yeah. are saying they're over there working it's maybe went over there to teach mm-hmm. or whatever English everywhere I don't think there's been a place I've went that you've not been noticed you know and I find it surprising you know you look in the mirror and say I don't look at them 30 years later or whatever you know sort of thing but I think you that's do, what, actually I think yeah. that's the, the, the thing with the Celtic or the Rangers yeah. you know and that's what I'm saying you're revered with them in the respect of they never forget what you've done for them, whether you were good, bad, or different. You know, as long as you gave your all for them, they always remember you. And as I say, there's not many clubs like that. And I said that after all the years I'd had down in England, I think Manchester needs the only club, you know, that yeah. plays under that pressure. I keep saying that. Um, and that's a fact because they don't need to go and sell up. Some, they all started these Asian Cups at pre season, mm. didn't they? So they could bring up the support and all that. Celtic or Rangers didn't need to do that. Mm. That's already there. I remember going to America. Early 80s, I mean 80, 81, under-16s to play in the Cosmo Stadium mm-hmm. and Celtic first team were there and that. Yeah, they used to go there pre-season. They played Southampton and whatever. But the support was unbelievable. You know, it was quite incredible actually. I think they went down to Philadelphia to play, I'm sure, at that particular time. But it, all eight years ago, when it wasn't easy to travel, as it is nowadays. So nowadays when they travel, people are travelling all over the world now, mm-hmm. you know, to get jobs and whatever. So everywhere you go, as Barry, Barry rightly says, people know who you are.
3: We get feedback from all over the world because of the podcast, which more and more people are downloading and listening to the show. And they love hearing the stories from both of you, Barry, from you as well, Peter. It's great, isn't it, football? The great rivalry, but I think people are realising there's also a camaraderie. We're all in the same kind of business. You know, we love the football. We don't like the VAR. And, uh, you know, enjoy it.
4: Because the, the career yeah, passes so Listen, quickly. there's always going rivals. You you want to win every game. But there's yeah. always been mutual respect. There's, that's the way I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I, that's the way I've I've always been. Like, I never hide that. I grew up a Rangers fan and it was brilliant to go and represent them and captain them and win trophies. But also, from the Celtic point of view, I respected what I was coming up against and respected it's a huge club with unbelievable players. And I think that, that was always vice versa. It was always the way that I, I got brought up and it was always the way when I was a young kid watching it. And it's, it's followed on in it all. Oh, for me, it'll always be like that. Well, you look through, Paul. Yep. You go back to the greats, you know, the Jimmy Johnsons, the
5: Jim Baxter's, mm-hmm. the Willie Henderson's, you know, all these guys were all friendly Billy Godrest and John Gregg mm. they were all fantastic friends and that continued right through our period I think it's slightly different a wee bit now because of the phones and whatever it's a, it makes it a little bit more difficult so I understand these boys mm. probably don't mix as much as we did mix so I understand part of that because there's always somebody out there wanting to make a story out of nothing mm. because of the cameras now So the players coming
3: from all over the world as well absolutely Sorry. Uh, the absolutely. Japanese players for absolutely. example absolutely. who look brilliant I mean they're very respectful but you know, they're not going to be out with the other players I wouldn't imagine at the moment the language barrier Absolutely,
5: but there was a a spirit there, you always had you kicked eleven daylights of each other on the football pitch as soon as the final whistle went you'd be fighting in the dressing room or whatever going (laughs) round or in the tunnel but then as soon as you went out on the bus and away you'd meet them 10 minutes later and that that was it it wasn't even talked about you know just laughing and whatever you had a pint of beer with each other and that Mm. was it and that was always the respect it was playing and that's what I'm saying we never ever celebrated if we won against Rangers and the respect on the pitch to them or the supporters you know because we knew there was another one round the corner five minutes later and it was a possibility we'd maybe end up losing that sure. and you always had that respect for the players anyway so we loved our victories of course you know and the disappointments were soul destroying but the respect for each other was always there
3: There'll be more of that the night with Barry the 9th of March thisisgo.co.uk and with John Hartson on the 30th mm-hmm. Back to the games uh, this weekend mm-hmm. Working through the cup games Dundee United against Kilmarnock Barry all Premiership No VAR of course Because it costs money To operate it So it's not been I've, used What
4: do you I've think? I've got to go with Done united Because Kilmarnock's Away for him Aye. I mean I know That's Aye. in the league But sure. yeah I think that'll be A tight one But I think Done
3: united will sneak that Going to be United Peter what are you ready? I'm going to go
5: for Kilmarnock
4: Because
5: why? I think Losing Edwards mm-hmm. Is a big blow to them And Kilmarnock Has set plays Physical Strong you know, a bit of Height power and I think when Edwards is not playing, they'll lose a big part of that.
3: What about Livingston against Queen's Park? No, it's Inverness, Cali Thistle, of course, because Queen's Park um, lost. I thought it was maybe a bit harsh, but they shouldn't have played the player. It was a mistake, Ewan Henderson. Did so you, Did yeah. you read... Did- Hockey, uh, he was on last night. He, he came well, on the program, was that what that's it was? where it came from. Yeah, so, sorry, I was busy yesterday, I never listened. Sure. So, what he said was, he wasn't Chris, he just said, But people won't realize that the Celtic, I know, I was interested. Yeah, the he, cup final, yep. just, you know, in COVID, COVID uh, in December, the, just before Christmas 2020, Celtic had what two players that had signed after the original date of the cup final and Hart six, six six. So, but so it was a good example that he gave.
5: I think what. they're they're trying to make the claim up if the game's been played Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's actually been played and they've not been involved in the first game because it was a replay isn't it it was a replay it was a replay was it not no. was it not a replay no, the, no. the, the, the game was cancelled game was cancelled yeah. because of the original date Paul yeah, I think sure. that's the mm. point they were
3: making saying that was the original date if you're not signed for uh, that particular date but that was Willie's point because, because yes. the original date of the cup final would have been okay. February yes, 2020 yes, yes. because of COVID hanley anyway Absolutely. moot point <laughs> it was a good point though um, <laughs> who's going to win Livy or Inverness what do you think I'll go for Livy, Livy I, yeah. I think I, I watch Davies teams
5: and you know they don't surprise you
3: Livingston Barry, for me Livy too Race Rovers Motherwell we mentioned we've done that already and then on Saturday at 5.30 Celtics in Mirren
4: Celtic Celtic
3: yeah Barry. Celtic Yep. Yeah. and then Sunday 4 o'clock the other Glasgow Derby Rangers against Partick Thistle uh, Rangers
6: for me Rangers for me
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know they look at me because I put my hand up at times. so there's only a couple of minutes to go but you don't need to be that short <laughs> but that, I, well, I, mean, I know the, when no, you normally I do know, that that I says hurry exactly. up
4: and give me an answer and don't speak it's for the races. five <laughs> know.
3: seconds it's those guys at the races the bookies they give you the two to one um, Peter what That's do you reckon? ah Rangers it's Rangers and then Monday night Darvill Falkett I've got a question who goes in as favourites? I'm not asking you yet who's uh, gonna win. Who's going go as going in as favourites? Yeah. Even
4: yeah. Darville okay. brilliant result. I, I do still think Falkirk will go in for, as favourites mm-hmm. because of the league side, they're chasing them down to get into the championship. Um yeah. and I think that'll suit Darvill. Darville will be happy with that. But that that's a it's a tough one. Peter, who's the favourite
5: for you? Darville. Right. Because it's a home game. Mm-hmm. Um and I just think I've been really impressed the way they went about their business. I think Falkirk have got good players you know and it will suit them because of the way John's team like to play and obviously the pitch but we've seen Aberdeen getting caught out with that as well um, and maybe the surprise element's not there for the players at Falkirk as it was maybe for Aberdeen even though it was a different type of pressure mm. but I, I think Darvel Gunn his slight favourites not with the bookies in my eyes I just think with the game but I think it'll be a close game. I think that could is, it, is there a replay for this? Is there any no, extra, the extra time? I on think I, I think this could so. be yeah, uh,
3: so. go the full distance. Barry, could we have a, a car ready, a, an eco car to take us down? Maybe John Hartson's car will take us down. <laughs> That'd be some game to go to, wouldn't it? Straight after the program Monday.
4: Yeah, I, I think it'll be a cracker. Darvill thoroughly deserved to get through. Be Aberdeen. I thought they were brilliant for the first forty-five minutes. Some of the football mm. they played. Falkirk, good football team. Two good football teams going at it. That's a hard one to call. Are you asking me? am. Uh, yep. Still
3: get time, mind you. You'll be back on before then. But okay, I'll ask you on Friday because we yeah, won't see because you're away to to buy. Who's going to be the manager of Aberdeen? Briefly, any thoughts? Who it's going to be? Maybe Barry Robson. You said on Monday, might I, stay I, I on. I think. Yeah. Why
4: no government until the yeah. end of the season? I don't think they'll finish in third place but out both the the League Cup and the Scottish Cup take their time because this is a massive appointment for them
5: I think the fact that Steve Agnew's come in with them you know maybe buys a little bit of time they're going to make sure they do things right maybe Alan Burrows going in as well gives them another thing and does Alan Burrows go in does that help the Stevie Robinson thing who's been mentioned before for Aberdeen
3: Ah, of course, because they were so Worked successful together, together. Done very well. Went to cup finals. Yeah, so yeah. does that, that set motherwell. that one up as well? Yeah. You know the possibility of that. Who's going to win tonight? Sorry, Man United or Leeds? Manchester United. It's United for you. Well, Man United. Manu, Barry, Manu, and Aloua drew with Falkirk last night, and it's the the Challenge Cup, the other semi final tonight as well. So Dundee in action. We'll find out who's going to go through. they playing race? Yes.
5: Yeah. Um, I'll go for Dundee in that one.
3: Aki's a winner the cup the cup and the final (laughs) that's it so we'll tell Stephen McGinn tomorrow night what your thinking is for the Darvill game (laughs) no not at all Peter enjoy Dubai thank you very much we'll see you next week when you come back thanks Barry cheers back on Friday yeah tomorrow night it's Andy Walker and Stephen
2: McGinn the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors representing some of the biggest motor manufacturers across Scotland let's go